Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 98. I can hardly believe we're almost at the 100 episode mark, and I really can't believe that I've made it this far without doing an episode about introversion and extroversion and what that means for the highly sensitive person. I think this is because I wrote about this and made videos about this very early on in my coaching career, and it's just easy to assume that it's a distinction that's well integrated into my work. But it's important and I wanna make it very explicit and clear. I also wanna make it easy for anyone to find this information in the future because for some families, it's the missing puzzle piece that makes it all fit together. You ready? Now, I'm sure most of you know what it means to be an introvert or an extrovert, right? Introverts are often more quiet and reserved, and they recharge by turning inward and having alone time, while extroverts are more social and recharge their batteries through social interactions. Super brief summary, but it's a stepping stone to what I really want you to know, and that's that being an introvert and being highly sensitive are two separate traits. Highly sensitive is not just another word for being introverted. It is possible to be extroverted and highly sensitive, but it's much less common. The breakdown is like 30-70. 30% of highly sensitive people are extroverts, while 70% are introverts. Keep in mind that these stats are within a group that makes up roughly 20% of the population in general. So when you think about the odds of encountering a highly sensitive person in a public school classroom, for example, roughly 14 out of 100 kids are going to be introverted and highly sensitive, while only about 6 out of 100 are going to be extroverted and highly sensitive. You are twice as likely to encounter a child who's introverted and highly sensitive, and it's easy to lump the two traits together because both introverts and highly sensitive people need more downtime. While introverts need downtime to recharge, highly sensitive people need downtime to regulate. People who are introverted and highly sensitive need downtime, alone time, for both purposes. If a child is introverted and highly sensitive, the people around them may not have even considered the possibility of high sensitivity. They may, ins- may assume instead that everything they notice about the child is a product of introversion. The difference is in the traits of high sensitivity, the depth of processing, tendency towards overstimulation, emotional reactivity and empathy, and the ability to sense subtleties. It's possible to be introverted without having a highly sensitive, highly responsive nervous system 
and thus noticing all the details, feeling things deeply, getting overstimulated easily, and being a deep thinker. The two traits do tend to overlap though, and they're similar enough to be mistaken for one another. And so we get the stereotype of the quiet, sensitive child who prefers their own company over the company of others. And then (laughs) when we encounter an extroverted, highly sensitive child, it can be difficult to pinpoint what's going on for them. I want you to think again about the traits of the highly sensitive person. Depth of processing, tendency toward overstimulation, emotional reactivity and heightened empathy, and sensing subtleties. And now I want you to think about how having an innate drive for social interaction, drawing energy from social connection even, might combine with those traits. It's fascinating, really. If you have an extroverted HSC, you might notice that they want to go out and play with their friends. They want to go to school. They want to go to all the parties, and they love all of the activity. Until they don't. If you have or know an extroverted HSC, these are the kids who are likely to have big emotions out in public that seem like they come out of nowhere. They're enjoying their trip to the zoo until one tiny thing goes wrong, and it probably wasn't even the first thing that went wrong that day. They were doing great at first and seemed resilient and adaptable and could roll with the punches, but eventually they hit their limit and it's surprising to everyone around them. If you are a highly sensitive extrovert, you may be someone who rides the line between introvert and extrovert on any test you take. You might actually refer to yourself as an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. (laughs) It's important to recognize that being highly sensitive and extroverted is a thing and to know if it's a thing for your child, because when you do, you can plan accordingly. When you understand this combination, you know that they want to go out and that they're likely to get overstimulated. So you can help them plan for how they're going to handle it when they do. You can also help them plan breaks to give themselves the downtime they need in order to stay regulated. And you can help reduce some of the stimulation they experience by helping make sure they're taking care of their own bodily needs. If they're hungry, hot, cold, if they need to go to the bathroom, their baseline is elevated and they're more likely to get overstimulated. That little nugget of insight can even be helpful when they're already in meltdown mode. If you aren't sure where the emotions are coming from or why they are so big, you can always run through the checklist in your mind. In your mind. When did they last use the bathroom? Are they too hot or too cold? Hungry? Thirsty? When you do that, you can identify potential sources of internal stimulation and help address those. And that 
paired with the shift in gears and change of scenery required to meet those needs can be like hitting a reset button. If you are parenting a highly sensitive extrovert, seeing the connection that they are actually both highly sensitive and extroverted can be a game changer. It can help explain some of the challenges that are so perplexing to many adults. It can provide reassurance that no, they're not just manipulating you. And that is what I hope you take away from this episode. A child who craves social interaction, who craves social stimulation, and then melts down out of nowhere has really big emotional moments that seem disproportionate to what's going on around them might be highly sensitive and extroverted and they might need a little bit of extra support planning for that combination of needs. They might need your help figuring out how to manage their social life in a way that takes their high sensitivity into consideration. Okay, I hope this is helpful for you. I hope, as always, that you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.